Blog Talk Radio. Podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out of the room closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Well, it's a Friday. I know, and it's definitely raining. I mean, I it was not like the... Time we had, I guess, a week ago on Sunday or something when it just literally it was a rain that dropped everything and ran off and it hit only the areas that were fire. It never made it to run our park mm-hmm. or anything because no, it didn't make it out here either. Yeah, so it was mm-hmm. kind of a trip. I'm like, whoa, but no, we have got rain. I am so mm-hmm. excited. It's yeah, real. yeah, so real rain, real rain, not just fake mm-hmm. rain or. <laughs> messy rain. Right, but, pretend uh, rain. I know, but it means also being very careful when you're out driving, which after the show, I do have to go grocery shopping and, you know, pick up some a couple of things and then come home. So it's like, just remember, it's the first real rain, so be careful. Right. Drive a little yeah. slower. Exactly, exactly. So, um but other than that, um, I obviously always challenge you with the, so how was your week since we've actually gotten back onto a week-to-week schedule here of live shows? Yeah. Yeah, you know, not a whole lot to report, really. It's kind of like a Groundhog Day of last week a bit for me. Um, my partner and I, I think I mentioned this, we have a book coming out in February. Um, it's called Life Ritualized. And um, we had our final edits that were due on the 10th, whatever day that was. And so we just got those done like under the wire and got them turned in. Oh my in. God. And then oh, wow. my my first draft of the other book I'm currently working on is due at the end of this month. I think I mentioned this before, but I thought it was due at the end of December. I thought it was due at the end of the year, but it's not. It's due at the end of November. So I have one month. So I've been writing, 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 writing. And then, you know, 
getting ready for the busy season at the shop, which I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's going to be the busy season because I don't know what it's going to look like this year. So it's just kind of weird. I'm floating along, doing what I got to do. My eyes been twitching for like a month now. That's super lame. (laughs) I think I need to sleep better or not be on a computer constantly. I don't know. Oh, my God. yeah, I mean, overall, I'm good. It's, um, you know. I'm very busy, but it's like, how many times can I say, well, I'm writing. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh how was goodness. your week, though? Oh, my week, as I told Phoenix before we started the show, that my week was a little bit, it was. It started off decent, and then it, it, it decided that with Mars going direct, Literally, the next day, yeah. today, uh, Friday the 13th, yay, um, it was going to give me one of those last big boots up the ass. So, <laughs> that being said, without going into the myriad of details that I would go with, you know, as a normal kind of conversation, um, I dealt horrifically with the DMV about my driver's license renewal and trying to get something to the IRS in a a timely manner and then, you know, dealing with the, the, just all of those things that just snowball into the stuff that by the time you hit the last one, you don't really care. You just want to either... (laughs) You're like, whatever, just, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, yeah, fine, yeah. Whatever yeah. it takes, yeah. <laughs> so by that being all completed yesterday, I ended my day with the most sweet thing that turned my generally crummy, like I really don't want to talk to anyone day, into a full of sun and light and love with my granddaughter from Arkansas my daughter's daughter, uh, had asked her mother that she wanted to FaceTime. Now, she's five, and so basically she knew which button to hit, and so I'm getting (laughs) FaceTime by my little granddaughter, and unfortunately I answered it on my phone, not my tablet, and somehow my messenger on my phone doesn't have all of the little uh, effects and you know mm. stuff that you can play on and that's how we play because she'll put hers on and then I'll find one and I'll put the same one on and then we'll go back and forth like she you know we'll be dragons together or, or uh, rainbow unicorns or something and I say I'm sorry I can't but she she wound up finding a whole other way she told me because uh, she'd gone to the dancers for the very first time and so she told me about that and um, then you know showed me her stuffed animals and she was and then she was deciding she wanted to cuddle with me so she took her the, she took the phone and laid it down next to her and she laid down next to it cuz we cuddle when I'm physically there obviously this is part yeah. of you know the joy of being with your your little ones and and all and so she cuddled with the phone in me so that that no. just you know made me go, oh, like that, melted me into a little puddle, and, and yeah. you know, we eventually said good night. Yeah, so really, I had a good time. I was I was very happy with um, how it ended, not that yeah. my whole day was, but I survived it, but I looked forward to, you know, 
doing the work on the sh- on the card that we had today because really it was a really wonderful experience to think that this was the card that we were working on, which was <laughs> fun. Yes. And I know that the moon was very good for the week that we went through, and I'm like going, okay, this was, you know, that was good, but can we go to something that's warm and fuzzy? And it was and is. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, yeah it's funny you that know, we're on the holiday the sun card on the day where it's pouring with rain. <laughs> I know that is the oxymoron of what's happening. <laughs> See the yeah. sun even with the clouds and the rain. Yeah. Um and yes, like you Christmas is is a little bit kind of a little unnerving a bit this year cuz you know, um we're all concerned about gathering and and doing things with family cuz you know the times that are presently up are going to be Thanksgiving and Christmas and um, there's just a lot of that I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. It's, so you know one step at a time so I think pretty much that's been my week and um, we know what the week is like in the outside world with everything else going on so we can right. let that one float by maybe kind of you know I Honestly, I know this is one of those they've gotten incredible things with the different cartoons, drawings, mm-hmm. memes with our president that, you know, with regards to what is happening. And honestly, I feel, and it's funny because I, I visualize, they have one with him with his, his hair the, the, the huge hairdo and everything. But what I see right now is like, you know, Ophelia, when she is flowing, you know, the way they always show Ophelia is to face up and she's submerged underwater with her holding her flowers floating down the stream because she, you know, she dies. She commits suicide, right? She dies. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I see the present POTUS. Um, Mostly and the, and the circumstances. So it, it's peaceful. It's not mean. It's not horrible. But I just feel that that's the feeling I'm feeling now, even with all this other stuff going on around us. So, yeah, I don't know. Good visual for me at this point, especially when it's raining. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that is where we're at. So let's just jump into this beautiful card and, and immerse ourselves in the sun. Yeah. So, yeah, the sun is a lovely card. I was going to pull up my little note here. Um, what does the sun card look like? Uh, and, again, if you've been listening along, you know this is kind of the spiel we always go through. But we are talking mainly about the Rider-Waite-Smith imagery and the the basic uh, outline of what Waite wrote for the tarot deck back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, and the sun is the 19th of the major arcana, which makes it the 20th in the, the deck, the 20th card, but it's number 19. And it is a very happy, joyous card. In fact, one of the things I read is sometimes this is referred to, to as the best card in the tarot deck, <laughs> which I just really think is funny. Yeah, I don't know that I agree, but I think it's definitely one of the good ones. It's nice to have it come up in a reading. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but here in the Rider Waite Smith version of this deck, we have a young child, an infant, who is riding on a white horse. And it's described as an anthropomorphized sun, although I don't really think it's anthropomorphized. It's a sun with a face in it. Um, some of the rays of the sun are straight and some of the rays of the sun are squiggly. Um, I'm sure I have not counted the rays of the sun and it's not mentioned in the notes that I wrote for some reason, but I wouldn't doubt if the number of rays is the significant number because it usually is. Uh, The infant is holding a red flag, which is supposed to represent the blood of renewal. And it says a smiling sun shines down on them, but it's not really smiling in my opinion. It just looks kind of neutral, the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are sunflowers and a wall. There's a wall and then sunflowers growing up over the wall. Um, and some of this can, like some of these symbols here, like the white horse is definitely like that. Uh, it's purity. White always represents purity. And the horse is tame and there's a naked infant on the back of it. So there's all this very like useful, warm, um, innocent energy. Uh, the blood of renewal is the, the you know the symbol of that flag which is very interesting to have this new child um you know all these symbols of purity and renewal there is this uh, there's imagery of accomplishment and that's supposed to be from the sun there's also representation of the conscious mind prevailing over fear um that conscious mind prevails over the unconscious mind which is also another interesting sort of way of spinning this that the the conscious succeeds the unconscious i don't know that that's actually what we want <laughs> yeah i get that one <laughs> but you know I, I would say that the major theme that's represented is is renewal and warmth and innocence purity uh, and that's a lot. That's what you see in the Rider Waite version of this deck. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you know you were talking, and I'm sitting here, obviously listening to you and nodding and looking at my notes. And I did count them. Believe it or not, there are ten straight and ten squiggly, which makes it twenty. Which technically, as we you said, it's the twentieth card, even though yeah. it's number nineteen. Which I thought. You know, it's kind of usually they're very good at the symbology of whatever the number of the card is, that yeah. is what is portrayed in the symbology of the, the uh, graphics. But I thought, hmm, okay, so that was a little bit off in that one. But, um, you yeah, know, well, we do have. Says, so there's 10, there's 10 squiggles and 10 straights. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so there's also something interesting to be said about that, right? Because 10 in numerology is 1, which sort of mm-hmm. brings us back to sore starting over, renewal, uh, you know, the individual. So that's interesting, too. It's But it's 1 as uh, 2, you know? So there's a lot, like, you could just keep kind of digging into the pot of numerology on this card, it feels right. like. Right. And, you know, 19 is is a number of ultimate attainment so you've got both mm-hmm. the, the 19 which is before you go into the, the you know another digital aspect the 20s and you've got one plus nine which is 10 which of right course you go back in and, and so you see how you've got the wheel of fortune you have one which is the magician but then they have a lot of things 
that which is the conscious, you know, it's the conscious mind, but then you have the fool, which is not necessarily the unconscious, but it is before all. And it mm-hmm. keeps likening the child to the fool, including like the wreath on its head and the feather in its head on in the wreath and you know, holding a banner instead of, you know, the the the, the wand with the knapsack on it. Um right. And all about innocence, which is like this, in my opinion, it represents like the second, it's like the second coming of an, of an innocence, rather with knowledge and, and, you know, having gone through everything, but returning to that level, but with the awareness of what externals have happened, but avoiding jading yourself to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know what else is interesting, what you just said about, like, comparing it to the Fool card, you know, with mm-hmm. the flag and, you know, all of these things sort of transformed, then the mm-hmm. other transformation would be the dog into the horse, right? Which exactly. in many cultures, the horse is man's best friend. There is a relationship between horse and human that is very similar to the relationship between dog and human, but a, mm-hmm. a horse is stronger and can it can carry you. It can take your weight. Uh, so right. they, you know, it's a it's a different evolution of that familial allyship. That's very interesting. Right. I had never thought about that before. I like that. Yeah. Well, see, there you are. So it it uh, and again, that's that because we're looking at it from not just our standard way we would read or how we would see this, but this is where the other meanings that you suddenly catch because it's layered. Every, every one of these cards is layered. And this one, when you see it, you know, you smile, you know, the yeah. fool, you look at it and you can, I always see that. And I kind of go, oh, you know, like that kind of, Oh my God, look at the expanse. But this one, I just smile and realize how um, joyous it makes me feel. Even though, you know, that and a lot of these cards, as you say, all of these different things. The sunflowers are not looking at the sun, which you, right. you know, sun looks, you know, by the sunflowers turn to meet the sun, but looking out. So you know, ex- externalizing that energy from where it normally would be the source coming in, it's putting it, it's extending it out. So all these things have variations. And I know that when right. I talk about, you know, the the other deck that I usually I like to use as a more esoteric one just to get other information out is the Builders of the Adenum is that, you know, they have it's interesting because they have one one sunflower that is not fully in bloom, and it is looking at the um, the sun, and it. it it goes into a lot of things, which I don't need to go into because you can always find this through, you know, the information on Paul Foster Case's book and, and the builders that added them and things like that. But it's that which has not been completely developed. So, yes, you have your, you know, uh, one, two, three. You have your four, uh, the four senses, the four elements looking out, externalizing, but the fifth is not. It hasn't been brought fully forth so right. um, it kind of leaves you with little pieces that you you kind of have to follow through on yeah 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 and you know like that I think that's true of most of these cards but this one 
um, sometimes, like, uh, this, I don't know why I'm about to say this. It's, it just popped into my consciousness. Some of the cards, when you dig into them, you know, what is what do you imagine, what do you visualize when I say the words dig into it? Well, for me, I visualize digging a hole, right? Like digging a well. There's, there's um, Thorn Coil often refers to digging wells when you're spiritually mm-hmm. learning. And she talks about instead of, you know, digging lots of shallow holes, dig a very deep well in one tradition instead of skipping from this to this to this to this. So when you are digging into one card, it can sometimes feel like you're just digging into this, you're digging downward, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper, which is lovely. But for some reason, digging into the sun card for me feels uplifting. It feels like opening and expansion. And it's probably because what the energy of this card is and what it represents, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like a digging down. It almost feels like a digging up, which makes no sense, but... That's how it, that's how I feel. It's like my physical reaction to it. Well, yeah. and I think it's it's well, the sun in its own way, you look at the sun, you look up at the sun, you look up at the stars, you look up at the moon, but the sun is the warmest. It's the warmest of those those elements, even though I know stars are really suns and they're far away, but you know difference is the sun presents heat for us as a planet you know but i i feel it i understand what you're saying about it's very uplifting because it um it just it gives you because it's all about attainment and you know the actual divinatory meanings are kind of you just you it's a litany of you know positive things like you know happiness mm-hmm. material happiness attainment you know, happy reunions, achievements in, in different things you're doing, a studies completed, liberation. Um, I like this one, a good marriage. That's that's kind of how one of the things that um, the Rider Waite deck uh, meaning says. And, you know, and yes, you know, the reverse is always another version of things, you know, like you, you don't have, you have trouble in a marriage or a broken engagement or lose a job or its plans don't come to fruition. You know, it is the opposite, so it is sadder, but it isn't devastation. I mean, I know it's yeah. devastation when you lose a job or you lose a marriage and things, but it's, it, it has a different feel. It's like, well, this one is it's no longer right. Release it. Go to the next step to achieve better kind of a thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got, and you know, as far as um, just really quick, because again, the um, Foster case gets into a lot of detail, and I know that you know that's fun. But when you start with something, the last thing you need to do is be overwhelmed by all of the things that they're telling you. It is, it's the sun, so it's the ruler of Leo. Yeah, of course. You know, you go back to the strength card and exalted in Aries, which is another fire fire sign. It's the letter. The Hebrew letter is Resh, which is the head and face, the countenance of man, the the, the whole process. Um, and its pairs of opposites are fertility and sterility. Which mm. is because if you think about it, heat helps things grow, but too much heat will destroy. Right. Okay. Zero. 
uh, the intelligence is collective or collecting intelligence. And if you think about what literally um, you have as far as, as the, the you know to collect is to assemble, to bring together. So you know the idea of unifying this this success. You know I always mm-hmm. read this card as a one of success when, you know, I'm looking at it with whatever else is going on. It doesn't necessarily always mean the way success comes to the way you think it's coming, but <laughs> I know well, that's, that's another one of those. Cards, right? It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean what you think it means, but it's still that it, meaning. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's kind of like, yeah. And, of course, countenance, fresh is to hold together to contain so, again, you're looking at any project that has an organizer. So I think that, you know, it ta- and, of course, they go into a lot of the um, more of the esoteric area that I kind of want to skip over because it takes on a different meaning when you're looking at it, when you're, this is what I want to follow, but when you hear it and you're trying to grasp the idea of what this card actually it mm-hmm. over it overdoes it, and this one has the sun, and it has the sunflowers. As I said, the one out there, but it has two children, male and female, mm. and little. They're small, but you know you can tell one's boy, one's girl. They kind of have little genitalia that's not quite developed for the boy, but um, and the girl has just enough of a nipple to you know to be there. But they stand with their one foot in a center circle, and then their second foot is outside this other, and it, so it's like two circles, um, mm-hmm. in concentric circles. And of course, the meanings of the right hand for the girl is holding the left hand of the boy, and that's you know conjunction of the, the, the positive, the negative, the masculine, the feminine, and the other ones are out. You know, so they mm-hmm. there there's specific setting of the way, and the same thing goes with. I believe the rider deck is when, you know, what hand he holds the banner in, mm-hmm. hand is free. Um, they, are, they do have meanings. I just would like to say that I find that kind of stuff fascinating because to me that's like finding the, um, the details like solving a puzzle, like, oh, I see this. What does this mean in what I'm asking? You know, that kind of thing or what's being asked. Right. Picking it up. Right. But learning it is, is you know, simplify and then go big because <laughs> it overwhelms you. I know it does me when I go, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I start with the most difficult pattern or process and don't make it and then go, huh, and get all upset and fluffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learning the <laughs> basics and then building upon that—so it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah. So there's that. I think you know. Do you, do you have anything you want to throw back? Because I know I kind of rattling on. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I was thinking maybe we take our break a little bit early and then we can just enjoy the sun for the rest of the time and not have to think about that okay sounds like a plan i'm for it all right let's we'll be right back yep you're listening to the witch the priest 
podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Well, that was fun. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I think that I'm, you know, refreshed by that very <laughs> upbeat moment. Yeah. <laughs> And I keep looking. It's so funny. Can you know? You look at these these you know the cards. I know that we're going to probably delve into our uh, our own decks, but um, which have a completely different look than the ones we're talking about. But every time you I look at them, it's it's like the kids are having fun. Mm-hmm. The, you know, they've got yeah. smiles, and it's just like really um, just yeah. And, yeah, and, it, it, yeah, yeah. It is a very positive card, you know. And I think that's one of the things about tarot in general that is so the the reason it's sustained and been around for so long is because art speaks to us, you know. And I, mm-hmm. w- people come into the shop a lot looking for tarot cards, and there's always the question like, which one should I pick? And and I have a, I have my opinions on where I think people should start if they've never read cards before, but I think it's much more important that you you enjoy the way it looks and you find it beautiful and and you're attracted by the imagery, because this is about art speaking to your intuition and informing your own intuition. And um, mm-hmm. you know, the, I feel like the Sun card is a really good example of that because it looks joyous. It looks like abundance and radiance. It looks like warmth and and happiness there's just something about the card the you know the rider Waite smith version just you know the just the simple kind of origins of this card is that it is a it is um joyful it looks joyful it looks like um things are going to be okay things are going to work out things are going to um if, if, it, if there's been a struggle it's going to end up going the way that you need it to go you know so it's there, and there's a lot of power in this card, too. And I'm pretty sure I don't remember where I saw this, but somewhere uh, in my research, the solar plexus came up. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and this, the uh-huh. solar plexus is, is that chakra right in the center of your body and your belly. Uh, it is the yellow chakra. It's the seat of your willpower. And to me, I definitely feel like this the imagery of this card, I feel it there in my body. And, and so there is something also about this connecting to your own willpower and your own positivity and the way that you present yourself in the world and the way that you get things done even. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that is a lot of that solar plexus energy. So it's, you know, um, feels a lot like the, the artwork I think speaks a lot more than maybe some of the other cards where it's a little bit more 
heady or um, esoteric or whatever. Right. You know, there's just something something about that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, it it makes you feel really kind of like I'm in the world now. I really I'm walking the walk. I'm talking the talk. It feels that way when I see it. It, it means that I feel that what I did may not necessarily reflect whatever it is I'm asking about or, you know, I'm asking someone else that I'm asking about. Um, But it feels like you've succeeded, but does it mean that you get exactly what you want? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. But, you know, when you're playing, watch children. I mean, that's the one thing I, I have... I love having grandchildren because I get to revisit that part of the childhood that you spend as a parent enjoying and loving, but also being very aware of what your responsibilities are to keep them learning and growing and things of that nature. I mean, it's just, you can enjoy, but there's always that other side. And I have watched my, both my granddaughters, um, play and talk and if something doesn't go right then they redo it to another like the doll breaks an arm and they talk about you know having to go into doing this rather than crying and carrying on they recreate a whole story around that and get it fixed in somehow or Mm -hmm. or whatever it's um very creative (laughs) about it we need to remember that even when things are that difficult Something creative is about, you know, how do you get yourself from one place to the other? I had yeah. a great lesson on that yesterday, but, yes, that that's another part of it. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, I think we, we, we talked about this briefly, but the, the, even the reversal of this card, it still isn't a negative, you know, because often the reversal is just flip the meaning over and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this isn't. This is just like you need to start looking at what's working. You need to start being more optimistic. What what is going well for you? Um, you know. But there also, I would say, the slight little negativity thing that the reversal can represent is if you're being overly confident. Um, where do you maybe need some reality? Maybe where do you maybe need to come back down to earth a little bit? Is, right. Are your is the thing you're pursuing? You know, if this is the final outcome, if you've done a whole reading and you've got all these cards out in your layout, and this is the final answer, and it's reversed, it might be like, okay, well, are you being a little unrealistic about the ultimate goal? You're going to achieve it, but maybe you need to reel it back a little bit. You know. Right. And, right. Right. And we say this every week too, but it's also important to look at the other cards in the reading and see how this interplays and interacts and and what those relationships are to the positions of the cards and all of that to get some of that fine-tuning that's so important. Right, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, because it's it's really, as a, as a meditation tool, as using them singularly as you progress through from zero to 21, um, mm-hmm. It's one kind of a thing. It's one kind of an exercise. Um, If you're using just the major arcana card and you're shuffling and pulling them for what you do during the week or something, that's another focus of it. It's not, it it shifts it. 
And then when you do any kind of a layout where you put more cards together, it is important then to look at all the other cards and how they're working together. Um, you know, and Phoenix is right. You know, it doesn't necessarily make it less. It's just it may have you shift it a bit or look at it differently. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's, you know, and it always makes me think of, you know, the sun, of course, in the middle of a rainstorm, we're saying, it, it makes me think of the summer and the sun and the solstices and, you know, those, the, the timing of the solstices, the equinoxes, because we look at where the sun is as we're going around it, if it's, you know, it's fullest or it's the least powerful time or it's in, you know, equal balance, et cetera. So um, I think that brings the the wheel or the calendar of the year into effect, even though this may not be something that is being um, discussed, but it is another thing to, to see where are you at your fullest in your time frame that you're looking at, whatever it is you're asking about. Right. Now, where do we want to go from here? Do you want to go jump into our decks? That sounds Sure, let's do that. <laughs> so, unless you have something else you want to to share, because I just, I thought, you know, this is a different kind. I think both of us feel really good about this, so we like to talk about this card. Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's uh, Let's jump into the... To the other cards, because that's always fun. Yeah. So I um, use the Druid Craft Tarot deck, and um, it's a little bit different, obviously, than the, the regular um, deck, because it's a little bit more based off of Celtic mythology and all of that kind of fun stuff, and which I'm, you know, a huge fan of. So that's why I like this deck. Plus, I really love the artwork. And the artist, I don't think I ever mentioned it. The deck is by Stephanie and Philip Cargom, but I don't think I ever mention the artist, which is, you know, important. And Will Worthington is the artist of these cards. And he actually has done quite a few different decks. So, um if you are into Will Worthington's art, there there are ways to find it if you're not into this deck, just to mention that, because, you know, that's why I like this deck is because of his artwork. Um, I'm opening my little book here. I'm trying to find this. There we go, the sun. So the this is one of those cards where they are pretty close to the traditional artwork, a little bit different. The horse is not white, um, and he's wearing a bridle. He's not a naked horse. Uh, and on the the boy on his back is sort of standing, so that the sun is right behind his head. So it's as if he's glowing or has a crown on. And instead of um, there's no flag, and on his mm-hmm. on the horse is a harp. So the artwork here is supposed to represent Lou, which is um, one of the main characters of Irish and Celtic mythology. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. all this. um, And, well, let me see. A naked boy. 
Well, it says it's a white bear, but it's not really white. Um, a horse is very sacred in Celtic myth. Uh, and they say here he is the divine, divine child, the Mabon or Taliesin. So there's all kinds of Celtic myths about these different children who come into people's lives seemingly by divine grace and not by typical birth. And they often go on to be these gifted children, um, blah, blah, blah. So, that, you know, if you're into that, look up Celtic myth. Uh, the number 19 is actually very significant in Druidry, and it represents a cycle. Uh, it's the Metonic cycle. It's the solar eclipse cycle. There's all different kinds of, of numbers related to this. So this card, because of its numerology and Celtic systems and Druidic systems, is auspicious just because of its number. Um, and, you know, the keywords for this card are happiness, success, optimism, creative expression, freedom, all of those things that you would expect. Um, you know, there's this liberation idea. There's this idea of being childlike, being naked, all of those things, no longer being fearful or worried of, of outside uh, projection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a lot here, like in their little significance area of, of why this card is special or important. They talk about the solstices, which you might not imagine, um, you know, so, but specifically summer solstice and winter solstice and how summer solstice and winter solstice in these sacred sites in England, like Stonehenge, have mm-hmm. significance and, and astrological things happen in alignment with where the stones are placed. So there's something interesting about that because it, to me, this is a very like summer solstice card, but the energy here is also winter solstice. Hmm. Um, But what I, you know, and again, this is just kind of what's coming through for me right now. There is like, if you look for this deck specifically, there is something, it's not wet, it's not snowy, it's not raining, it's bright, but there is something so crisp about it. So crisp, you know, like on a, winter's day that is very cold but the sun is shining and there's just this crisp quality to it i do get Mm -hmm. that feeling from this artwork so that's kind of curious anyway um the message of the sun is you are free to express the radiant essence of your being joy and creation flow from you like the rays of the sun that's fun yeah i like that (laughs) yeah i'll take it (laughs) yeah Oh, that's interesting because you know my the, the the deck I use of course is you know it's kind of interesting because it's called the Witch's Tarot, and there is another deck called the Witch's Tarot, but it's got a different um, bent to it. This one is done by Ellen Bugan, and the artist is Mark Evans. So um, mm-hmm. I have enjoyed this in it as. Phoenix and I have talked, we've changed as we grew and we learned our path and found it, you know, opening more to us. Things talk to us differently. It doesn't mean it's better. It just says differently. And um, I think for me, the harsh, consistent, like counting the number of, of bricks or this or that is valid and interesting, as I said, but when you look at it, a card and you see the symbology, but you get the feel of it, I think that becomes, you go into it and you work with it. And as a reader, that's what I have found I've matured into as opposed to 
reading it from the way it's set up and what those little pieces mean. It's you know sometimes it's helpful and it'll be really yeah. like almost a, a, a floodlight on it. But it's it's um, mine has the same. It's very simple. You know, it has a boy on a white horse with no saddle, no bridle. Um, the sun is up behind. There is no specific face or any kind of a uh, number of uh, rays that come out of it with some clouds. So there is some kind of a sense that, you know, the white clouds are kind of floating by and, you know, they do have the sunflowers in it. And I notice that when I look at it, it's one of, the child is on an adventure, just like the way the fool is. But instead of looking up and not forward, the child is looking directly at you. Um, and it talks a lot about, you know, the um, it's the divine sun child and, you know, the different things, you know, the white horse's movement and progress. And it talks about light and illumination. But the meaning is is what I get is that it's, you know, again, a fortuitous card, but it's, you know, of good omens and good luck and achievement, breakthroughs, yeah. dance under the sun, work with solar magic. And I think, you know, you're talking about um, solstices and, and things like that. It's, it's the solar magic that you that you in you work with and deal with. Um, and seeing things you know, focus, focus, if you, you know, take the charisma and focus it and see where it takes you. It doesn't mean let it consume you. Because remember, yeah. the child is riding the horse, even without any, you know, accoutrements to tell, you know, to, quote, guide it over your, with your will. But it, it's the same thing, being aware and, and working with the energy. And, of course, it tends to go with the. It's it's interesting. You were talking about Lug and you know the um, the ones that they associate the deities as obviously the Sun Child, Apollo, Bridget, mm-hmm. Helios, and Suna. And I wanted to say something about that. When I got my two um, Westies, I tried to you know naming an animal isn't always the thing you think you sometimes you think you're going to name it this thing and then it, it won't even answer to it it won't go there it's right just, you know forget about it and i had my little female named and i she she loved that and i kept trying to name <laughs> my male suna uh, um no it wasn't Suna. i was trying to name the female suna that was the one and she didn't want that the one that I had, the male, definitely told me where he was going. And no matter how much I tried to go with a Celtic name, he went with this other. But um, <laughs> this, I kept wanting to go with the, you know, the 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 female version of the son, but it didn't work. And so she decided. She told me, no, 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 no. That's not what I am. Give it a rest. And, and yeah. you know, Lun, um, Grania is um, basically she's a female pirate. <laughs> <laughs> among other things, the Celtic female pirate. Um, and I can see that. So it's funny when I look at Suna, I go, yeah, that was the name I wanted for her never made it. <laughs> but anyway, so, but yeah, it's, it has a lot of softness to it and yet power. So I guess yeah. that's another, another way of dealing with one's 
masculine energy, so to speak, is that you don't have to bludgeon somebody to death to get what you're right. you know, looking for. I'll take him out because that's what I need to do. Um, using it to warm rather than scorch the earth. But yeah, I like the idea of both these decks, the Druid and the Witch's Tarot. They're they're powerful but softer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I know that um, there's a lot of, and it's interesting because sometimes when they talk about reversal, it's not it's not as like you know needing to come back to reality. I like that one. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like going way out there with what you want and how big and how you know grand and how grandiose, but you know come back to reality and get a better feel of what you can do. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that kind of puts us as a close. Is there anything you wanted to say about this that hasn't been brought up or that you can think about? Because you know, we're actually ahead of our schedule. No, you know what? It's funny. Is like I feel like this card is pretty cut and dry. You know, it's it's the the sunshine coming out after the storm, and that's. Like we don't have to to use a terrible phrase. You don't have to beat the ho- dead horse. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's a, that's true. A, an ease and a loveliness, and um, yeah, I feel like we kind of just we had that chat. We just get we get off. The, y'all are off the hook a little early today. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely on that. I know that you know. It's funny because when you think about if it's number 20, the card number, it actually is a number 20. And what we would be doing next week, of course, is the number 20 card, which in, yeah. you know, the, the Rider Waite Smith deck is last judgment or judgment. And um, I know mine has a different term for it. Uh, yeah, mine does too. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured they they revision it differently. But if you look at what that, if you kind of go a little ahead and just say, well, okay, here we are at number nineteen, but twenty is, you know, the it's renewal in one way, but it's what your actions is causing the effect. You know, what is it that all your actions and your initiations and everything. Now, how do you affect it in the world? So if you take the sun and you go, this is a, a action-orientated um, card and an action-orientated planet and, you know, what it does, how do you move forward in the world and what you have done through any initiations or any... And that doesn't necessarily mean initiations of... Um, a group initiation, covenant right. initiation. It just, you have gone through something that has transformed you, changed you, modified you, altered you. Um, where do you go with that? Yeah. Um, and it's weird because taking it from that point and looking at what I told you about this week being a lot of, of a lot of the clients that were coming into my world were about, you know, certain things in their lives. And it's, it, where do you take what you've just experienced and go forward instead of constantly 
pushing it back into the same mold that you want it. You know, like, I want it this way. I want this person. I want it to be like we had before. I want everything in its, in its well, I mean, it's our world. I want it back to the way it was before March. Um, mm-hmm. But what have we what have we truly gained or learned in ourselves? Yeah. It's pretty tough to answer sometimes when people you know, what they want is the the external. I know that I do, you know, I mean I'd have sold my place and I'd been in Arkansas if <laughs> everything had been so open. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and all of yeah, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but I'm just I'm just thinking about it and, and thinking that's something too we need to look at with yeah. this card as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big energy card, but that you know, a lot of times when we think of big energy cards in the deck or if you pick out big energy cards, they can be intense and negative, like the tower card is a big energy card. Uh, and I think that's true for a lot of the major arcana, but this one is so, it's big energy in a way that's, it's like Leo nine. It's very Leo, you know, it's mm-hmm. big and bold and bright and, and warm and, uh, you know, all of the, all of the good feely things. And I think sometimes in esoteric circles and in, um, you know, Jungian psychology and in self-exploration, we can kind of get stuck in the the big energy being, heavy and hard and not always uplifting. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's the interesting thing about this card. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It um and you see the different variations of how people draw this card and where that takes you. You know, yeah. I mean you have the rider deck is innocent and fun. The uh Paul Foster case deck because I'm looking at it um, and this card is it's two kids it's the beginning it's like fun and knowing the opposite of who you are you're not like me so you're you got this kind of a body I have this kind of a body but it's not about going any farther with it in that way but having fun being in your difference but still having fun yeah. then I look at the one that I have for me and it's an older child but still a child, mm-hmm. and yet this is the one that wants to go look and see what's beyond the fence, what's beyond right. my homestead. Let me go see something. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. I think that solves uh, it. We've, we're we're good. <laughs> yeah. That kind of put a, a kind of like a stop there, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And done. Yeah. And yeah, but done. we've got two more of these left. The next week we'll be back with judgment. Although will we be back next week? I don't remember. We're probably taking a break the day after Thanksgiving, I imagine. So it might be the first week of December that we finish up our tarot exploration. Um but I don't know. We haven't. Well, actually, <laughs> we we actually ha- we have to discuss this yeah. at some point. But I mean, you know, in terms of so next week is Thanksgiving, right? Yes. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's the week after. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is we will do judgment next week. We're making our decision right, right here on the air. Everybody, yeah. check this out. Um, <laughs> we'll do we'll do judgment. We will do something 
after Thanksgiving because obviously, you know, you've got the retail and, and life is right. going to change. And then the first week of December will be the world, which is the 21st card, which is the 22nd number. But um, yeah. And that will and finalize the- our, our uh, journey into the tarot. Yeah, isn't that exciting? I think it's exciting. It only took us a year. <laughs> and it always does what it needs to do when it needs to do it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, and you and I will um, uh, make a date for the rest of what mm-hmm. we have to talk about because obviously we are coming into the holiday season. We will want to, you know, be able to uh, do things that are, are, you know, possibly appropriate for it. And then we will need to uh, realize that we will have going on. Uh, yeah. And we may have to do things like we've done before where we have reruns because it's just not possible for our schedules to, to make it in this time frame. It gets kind yeah. of congested. So. Yeah. But, but I think know, we're always fun stuff going on. Yeah, I know. We we have all kinds of things and you never know how the world is gonna do a an experience on your you know, where you are and what you're doing and I know that uh we are in a very interesting you know, the the Chinese um long time ago, one of the gentlemen I was dating said, you know, there's a Chinese curse. I said, really? I, do I really want to know it? And he goes, well, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, he was very strange. Um, and he says, well, it said, um, may you live in interesting times. Mm, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> yeah, that one that one was rude. And now I look at it and go, you know, may you have an interesting life. May you live in interesting times. I'm thinking that actually kind of applies, doesn't it, to now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, that being said, what we do have is, you know, a mess of energy that's going to have to culminate. Actually, by December 14th is when they yeah. actually do the electoral college vote for our president, um, the presidential election final. And yeah. uh, then we have, God knows, we have weird and strange things that are also transpiring so very weird and very interesting but I do like mm-hmm. you know the, the as I say the card is this card is going to go kind of into and even judgment isn't that bad really. no no my and the, my deck is definitely not it's a total different spin on it but but you'll have to mm-hmm. wait till next week to hear about that yes we're, we're, we're dropping breadcrumbs that's what we call we would call this is little hints Yeah, <laughs> keep you guys enjoying our, our banter back and forth with what we <laughs> talk about. So, yeah. But I think at this point we're at a, a our time, so yeah. um, you can – and, oh, I will mention briefly that um, when I did find out about that – remember I said there was a syndrome that was very much – what is called a werewolf syndrome that was talked mm-hmm. about. Well, yeah. I did find that, which we were talking about wolves and th- and dogs in um, the uh, card before of us, the the one before, which is the moon. And it is a Tim Burton uh, film, 
but it's called uh, Adventures of Wolf Boy, and the boy suffers from a hyperstrenosis or werewolf syndrome. So it mm. really is, and it, there is something that exists within the context of that. I didn't go into reading about it, but I did want to find the source for what I had mentioned. So Yeah, interesting. Kind of, Interesting little ditty, but it's a movie that they were talking about, and it was about this boy who has this particular um, syndrome, and it is one similar to werewolf. So, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I figure that tidbit can be our closing speech on my yeah. end. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you you usually do our our ask a witch plug, so I'm yeah. dropping off and letting you do that. Yeah, so we're we're right about time, so just keep in mind you can put in questions for future shows for us to talk about, and if you go to our website, witchpriestesscauldron.com, you can fill out the little thing there. And in the meantime, well, that's it for today, and we'll talk to you next week. And we will see you on the radio next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.